I got to get my wife to stay because, you know, little music in the background, you know, I mean, that's the key to a good movie. You know that, right? Key to a good movie, I mean, have you ever watched a movie without any music in it and it can be dull as can be and as soon as they put that little in the background, you're like, oh my gosh, this is the most amazing movie ever. It's so inspirational. So, anyways, um, thank you all for being here this morning. Um, my name's Josh. I know a lot, but I know, the church has just grown and there's a lot of different faces, but my name's Josh and um, it's my wife, Hannah. Y'all probably know her a lot, but got a question for you this morning. And I'm sure a bunch of us have asked, have you ever asked yourself, how did I get here? You ever stop and ask yourself, we did it the other day. So I'm 41 years old. I know I don't look it. Um, but uh, stop and ask myself, I'm like, how in the world did I get here? And uh, when did I get married? When did I have these kids? Am I really old enough to have two kids? Do I am I old enough to have an 11 year old? I mean, how did I get here? You know, how I've been part of a an outdoor ministry with boys for over 10 years now. Now, and I said, how did we? get here you know we own a couple coffee shops how did I get here I knew nothing about coffee knew nothing about business I grew up with parents that worked nine to fives you know it wasn't in my uh, plan or whatever you want to call that thing but sometimes I, I think they say at the age of 40 or so you begin to you know a lot of them call that midlife crisis or whatever, but but I, I think we really we we see something and we stop and ask at times like, how did I get here? Where are we going? And uh, what what's coming up? And so this morning we're going to start on this thing about the promises, and I want to just. I hope you get a nugget this morning because I know one thing I have to challenge we all have to challenge I do my sons all the time I have to challenge the way they see things you know many of our biggest hang ups in life are the way we see things it's not necessarily trying to do anything because we all do, 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 do a lot, but we get the same results a lot of times. But if we begin to see things different, you know, if we begin to, I got back into golf here lately, um, took about a 15-year break, and, um, you know, wife, kids, moving, whatever. But what I've learned about that is... Um, I love golf because you got to be responsible for your own actions. If you miss the ball, guess whose fault it is? Yours. If you mess up, guess whose fault it is? Yours. We like to blame it on other things, but it's really your own fault. Um, 
And so Hannah, his, uh, what wonderful wife she is, is, is got into golf a little bit. And, uh, and I had to pick on her a little bit. Uh, y'all know the Enneagram test? Y'all have heard that test before? Well, Hannah's a three, which means she wants to be perfect and master everything. And to put this mastery of everything into the sport of golf, to me, is hilarious. <laughs> so the other day, uh, we went, we, on, on Thursdays, we get a chance to spend some time together. And so we, every once in a while, we get to get, we'll go golfing together. And so she's getting into chipping and, and, uh, <laughs> and she's like, it won't do it, you know, uh, She's sculling the ball or whatever it is. And I said, well, you got to let the club do the work. You, you're, you're smacking at it, and it's shooting across the green. I said, you got to let the club do the I am, I am. You know, I said, well, no, you're really not. You can see the result. <laughs> uh, but even in my own swing at times, I don't see that I'm doing certain things until somebody videos me. And then I see myself doing something. And I'm like, oh, I've been doing that the whole time. And, uh, and uh, yep, look at this video. This is what you look like doing this. And this is the result you're getting because you're doing I didn't think I was doing this though. Yep, you are. And so sometimes why are we not seeing the promises of God fulfilled in our lives? Well, many times, it's the way we see things. And we started the beginning of this year, and we'll put it up here, the scripture for the year, uh, in 2 Corinthians 1.20. And I started reading this the other day, and something highlighted. We're talking about seeing now. We got to see something. I don't know whether it's healing in your life. I don't know whether it's your kids, addiction. Uh, whatever these outward manifestations, whatever, you know, whatever direction your ball's going is caused by something that, that I, I call it the eyes of your heart. What you're seeing, not necessarily seeing here, but seeing in here. Here's what it says. We started 2 Corinthians 1.20 this year out with, For all of God's promises have been fulfilled is that past or present past right have been I'm not too good at English as you can tell you can probably listen the way I talk but grammar I mean all that English stuff it was my poor subject but I do know the word have it has been done they have been fulfilled so if something's being fulfilled check us out for all not some, all. And uh, some of our promises are different towards each other. There's something going on in your life that you, you just say, this ain't right. Why ain't this happening? What's going on here? Uh, this should be different. Um, because God came to give us life. And life more abundantly. Well, this don't feel abundant, or this don't seem abundant. I'm broke. This don't seem abundant. Or my body's hurting. This is, don't seem abundant. 
But here's what they have been fulfilled in there's our key Christ not ourselves there's something that we got to see here everything's been fulfilled in Jesus and how you see Jesus will greatly affect the promises of God being fulfilled in our lives because it's not based on us I know this is hard to accept and, and a lot of us says well we know that Josh. no you really we really don't until we dig down deep and I'm like I mean there's been times in my life where I'm like oh gosh it was me I was in the way the whole time it's not that God wanted to do something or he hadn't he's already done something but how did I get in my own way and how fast can I get to the end of myself and let go letting go is a scary thing because that we have to trust that's where real trust is is in letting go well I can't control that I know right stinks don't it I was getting ready to say the other S word <laughs> we did the other but yes that word but, but, uh, but it's tough to let go at times it's tough to let go of control it's tough to let go of understanding a thing that you've been taught years and years from and passed down from generation to generation you know it's tough to let go of religion it's tough to let go of religious thoughts that uh, it's tough to let go of the old covenant it's tough to let go of a law mindset. It's because we live in a world that is totally opposite than the kingdom of God. Totally opposite. And so how you see things is going to greatly affect the manifestation of things. And it's not the pressure on you, but it's just simply changing your focus to see Jesus. To see Jesus. Then you have to ask yourself, well, what's Jesus like? Is Jesus causing this thing to happen to teach me a lesson? No. Whoa, you're, you're digging up some stuff there. Well, I thought I was learning a good lesson going through this. The only good lesson I learned from sick, being sick is I didn't want to be sick. I mean, you know, is there any sickness in heaven is God trying to humble me I mean what kind of dad would put something on his kid to teach him would I put something on Caleb or Salem to teach them something no but we carry these beliefs sometimes over into the realm of that's the way we see God our father trust me Jesus did everything for us. He fulfilled as our promise. He fulfilled it all for us. And so what's God trying to do? Flip over. This is going to be on the screen because this is the Passion Translation. Hebrews 4. And I want to read these 10 verses for you. And I want you to follow along and listen. This, this verse I probably chewed on for a few years now. 
because I always want here's a nugget how can I let how can I help you to let go how can God help us to let go because that's the key to let go of ourselves and I mean that's why he says cast all your cares onto me for I care for you well God do you really care for me let me hold on let me figure that out look no, cast your cares onto me. I know it, it is so, it's such a vulnerable position to let go. But I promise, I promise, the promises, He's fulfilled it. And, and it's like a doorway that just opens up. I mean, part of my testimony we shared the other night was I'm sitting here like, how'd I get here? Because 15 years ago, I was living in a camper, or 16 years ago. Living in a camper, my food budget was $18 a week. I'm like, how in the world did I get here? And that's just from the, you know, a financial standpoint, but I didn't have enough money to hardly get home when I lived in Florida. How did I get here? So I want to read this to you. Hebrews 4, starting verse 1 here, it says, Now God has offered to us the same promise of entering into his realm of resting and confident faith. So we must be extremely careful to ensure that we all embrace the fullness of that promise and not fail to experience it. I hope this morning that you begin to experience Jesus. It's one thing to know about Jesus. It's another thing to experience Jesus. And you who've had lots of testimony, you know what we're talking about. I'm sure everybody in here at some point in time has experienced Jesus. When I feel like God is at distance sometimes, uh, I'll go through my phone on my pictures because there's Jesus moments that I purposely take pictures of certain times. Here's God faithful. And I snap a picture and I keep it in my phone. So when I'm down or whatever it might be, when my head's getting swirly, I pull those pictures and those images back up. And I remember, and I began to remember. And it says, For we have heard the good news of deliverance just as they did. They didn't join their faith with the word. Instead, what they heard didn't affect them deeply, for they doubted. For those of us who believe, faith activates the promise and we experience the realm of confident rest. Let go, let go, let go. For he has said, I was grieved with them and made a solemn oath. They will never enter into the calming rest of my spirit. God's works, here it is, have all been completed from the foundation of the world. For it says in the scriptures, and that on the seventh day God rested from his works. And again, as stated before, they will never enter into my calming place of rest. 
Those who first heard the good news of deliverance failed to enter into the realm of faith's rest because of their unbelieving hearts. We are filled in a world around us of unbelief. It's not a God thing. It's really a doubt and unbelief thing that tries to creep into the garden of our hearts, the soil of our hearts, and get us to doubt. Doubt. Unbelief. You know, I, I hate weeds in the garden. Weeds, truthfully, are work. You know, I've tried everything in my garden. I've, I've lit a torch. I've burnt weeds. I spray weeds. I pull weeds. I, I'm like, daggone, these stupid things keep coming back. I mean, why can't I just have this beautiful garden produce its fruit, me pick the fruit, and have no weeds? Well, weeds creep into all of our hearts. Try to creep in. They really do. We all face the world at some standpoint that's trying to inject weeds of doubt and unbelief into our, the soil of our heart. And learning to cast down those imaginations, those thoughts, and taking, the Bible tells us, take those thoughts captive. All right, what am I looking at? You know, what? I don't watch the news. Hannah laughs at me. I'm a very naive person because I do not know what's going on in the world that much. Because on purpose, I don't want to know. Call it what you want. I don't want to know because I want to guard my heart. Because the times that I have watched it, I get so mad. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm like, these stupid idiots. You know, I mean, my, and I'm like, oh gosh, here, here I am getting all worked up. So I just cut things off. I don't really look at social media. Cut it off. I have a little business suite so I can see. Uh, thank God for Elena. She posts on Karis. I mean, other than that, I mean. But I want to be purposely, my heart, tuned to God. Tuned to what he is saying because here, listen to this. Verse 6. Those who first heard the good news of deliverance failed to enter into the realm of faith's rest because of their unbelieving hearts. Yet the fact remains that we still have the opportunity to enter the faith rest life and experience the fulfillment of the promise. For God has still ordained a day for us to enter called today. For it was long afterwards that God repeated it in David's words. If only today you would listen to his voice and do not harden your hearts. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? Because his voice and the words that he speaks, that's how the promise is going to be is fulfilled in Jesus. That's how it's going to manifest on the earth. God did what? He spoke the world into existence. When he spoke, it manifests. When he spoke, it manifested. So everything in this world is going to get you to try not to have a listening ear to what the Spirit of God is saying to you. You know, we have the the Karis. You know, people ask how this started, and I said, "Well, it's pretty funny." He, you know, 
no coffee experience, none, zero. And I was driving this highway one day, and I, the Lord gave me, I was in a, you know, just praying, singing, worshiping in my truck by myself, and this image started coming in my head of this place where people could come and meet, gather, just experience the atmosphere and the presence of God. That's really what it was. And coffee was just the means by which that would take place. And I thought it was crazy because I felt I was busy enough already. So I didn't tell anybody. Put it on the shelf. Didn't tell Hannah. Because if, if this image was real, because I questioned the image. I sort of doubt. I was like, is this really the Lord? Or you know. So I put it on the shelf. And I was watching Caleb. Was at the park here, and uh, Hannah calls, says, "Well, I believe you missed part of your call." I'm like, "Great, what? You know, you got to know Hannah. She's, she don't use she does not use her words real loosely. And some of you've probably heard this testimony before, but what she says, she just doesn't throw things out there. Um, and I was like, "Really?" She said, "Yeah, I think we're supposed to start a coffee shop." I was like, "Well, there's my affirmation there." You know, but that word from the Lord, because I set myself in a position to hear and listen, it began to manifest itself. Here comes a shop open. Well, Josh, what about all the? I still don't know the first thing about coffee. Nothing. Bought all this equipment. Here you go. Here's twenty thousand dollar equipment you never ran a day in your life. Oh, great, you know. But I said, well, greater is he that is in me. And he that is in this machine right here is all I can say. I said, Lord, you want us to start this? You better make everything taste good is all I can say. I can mess this up from kingdom come, but if you anoint it and make it taste good, we're good to go. This is your business. This is yours. You know, that's it. And, I, and I'm amazed because I, I want to read a stat to you. This, this is to bring glory to God. This was five years ago. I say that because we just celebrated five years uh, uh, just the other day. And, uh, and I was sitting there looking at some stuff because our big thing was we wanted to reach people. We wanted people to experience in the marketplace every day-by-day life the, the, an atmosphere of God. An atmosphere where, and that's one of our biggest compliments that people say, uh, that people leave us is like, I mean, we've had, we've had people just come to the counter weeping because of there's something in the atmosphere. And uh, I was like, well, Lord, praise God. But in 2018, I was, I was looking back at our numbers and stats and stuff. I was like, this is just to show the faithfulness of God. 2018. And uh, we had around 22,296 people enter the door. We opened up 2017, November. So this is now counting November and December. So first full year, a little over 22,000 people that entered this little downtown shop door where we wanted just to create an atmosphere for the Spirit of God to dwell. Twenty twenty two. This year did an average 
Uh, we still got November, December to go. It's just, this is for you stats people. This is my whites type stuff. Um, we had 71,104 people in four years. All because of Jesus. Because of one word. It all traces back the promises to a word. This is why I can't stress enough, and I tell Caleb just, you know, at times I'm like, shush your mouth, you know. Listen to me. Are you listening to me? Don't hear me. Listen to me. Because I can't stress enough listening. The whole world is fighting or listening here. That's all it's fighting is listening. Because Jesus has done it and he's constantly speaking and speaking and sowing seed like a farmer. Here, take this word, take this word, take this word. Because it, that word is what's going to manifest itself. So, finish up with this scripture. I don't even know what time it is. If only today you would listen to his voice and do not harden your hearts. Verse 8. Now, if the promise of rest was fulfilled when Joshua brought the people into the land, God wouldn't have spoken later of another rest yet to come. So we conclude that there is still a full and complete rest waiting for believers to experience. As we enter into God's faith rest life, here's what I want you to hear. We cease from our own works. Just as God celebrates his finished work and rest in them. Rest. I think every time I get up here, I talk about rest. I know. But it's just something that's birthed into my heart that if you can simply slow down, listen to his voice, he will do more in five minutes than you could ever accomplish in five years. I promise. He'll bring the right people along. He'll put you in the right place. He'll put you in the right time. I always say, favor is not fair. And you're a son and daughter of God. You're spoke, you got to see yourself differently. You got to see yourself as blessed because God wants, if you're a business owner, God wants money in your hands because you're going to put it in the right place. You're going to put it in the kingdom of God and you're going to, you're, you're going to show something. He wants you led by the Spirit of God. He wants you. Your kids are anointed. They're, they're training for a little while. I'm training, I'm training, I'm training to be released. As a son, I got two boys, as a son of God, going somewhere to take the kingdom of God. We're designed to succeed. When your daddy's God, he ain't no failure. He's not a failure. He's not a victim. And he's everything he does prospers. He doesn't have bad kids. And Jesus, that's the beautiful part. You don't have to try to do this. Jesus done it for you. That's the big shift. Is shifting our eyes from ourselves and I got to do good, got to do good. And you're talking to an all-time perfectionist right here. That was my big, one of my biggest weaknesses in life of being a perfectionist. And I had to let myself off the hook and realize Jesus was the perfect one. That Josh, you can calm down and quit striving and start relying. 
Start relying on what the Lord has done. You ain't got to be nitpicky. You ain't got to be uptight. Relax just a little bit. It's me talking to myself all the time. Be approachable. Jesus was very approachable. And all this comes not by trying to do it, but just allowing what Jesus has done for us to manifest itself. This is why it's so vital to not get so busy in the world and take time to slow down. You know, the other day, I took Caleb on his birthday. He just turned 11. He's got into golf too, so we got a whole family of golf. So, but anyways, he wanted to walk instead of riding the cart. I was like, all right. So we walked nine holes. You know what I found out? You play a lot better and you see a lot more when you slow down. You see the details. You see the spirit manifesting. I know some of y'all golfers out here like walk nine holes, heck to the no. But anyway, just an example. I'm just slowing down and allowing the Spirit of God to speak. Because he wants you to he wants to take you to and I want to talk to you know, you business owners. I I guess I get a little bit from business. You got a lot on your plate. I, I, you got if you got people you got lots of phone calls lots of whatever you got a lot but I did something one time I went on a trip one time I told Hannah I was t- cutting my phone off for about three days it was great it was wonderful I turned it back on I had like 44 I know I think I'm cool when I got 44 text messages. Most of y'all probably get that in a day. But mine was like a three-day period. I think I had 44 texts. And, and it was all from the same, one of them was from the same person who had this issue. And it was at the, sh- and it was at the shop. But what, what was funny is I got to see the beginning to the end. And it all worked itself out. And Josh wasn't there. Josh didn't even give two cents. I didn't even put my input. And I was like, one day I gone. I just need to cut my phone off more often, don't I? So anyways, hope you got some a nugget out of this today. And I'm going to bring Megan up. She's going to uh, give you some announcements. But I do want to pray for us. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your word this morning. Help us. Help us to see. Give us eyes to see Jesus and what he's done for us and how he's living in us and how he's working for us. Because I love it what you say. When I'm resting, grace is working. When I'm working, grace is resting. So we want to be people of grace, Father. Looking unto Jesus. And we thank you for the good news. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, everyone. Hey, I'm Pastor Stephen. This is Pastor Tiffany. We just want to thank you for joining our online worship experience today. 
and uh, grateful to have you. We got some information that we want to pass on to you. Maybe you can connect up with us here real soon, uh, back on another online worship experience. We'd love to connect with you. And if you just take a moment and download our Coastal Family Church app, you're going to find a great card on that section. Just take a moment and submit that and fill that out. We'd love to put a free gift in your hand and also slip a letter in the mail letting you know more about Coastal Family Church and any upcoming events we have. Maybe this is your first time with us, and again, we just want to say thank you. If you call Coastal Family Church your home, we want to let you know that there's a several ways that you can give also on our app or on our website. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. Pastor Stephen? Hey, we'll see you soon.